All right, welcome back, guys, to another episode of Breakthrough Conversations. Today, we have a very beautiful, beautiful light being, Emily Clausen. Um, she's a personal trainer, nutritionist, holistic, future holistic health practitioner, and pretty much a serial entrepreneur, one of the most like lovely people I've ever met. <laughs> Thank you. Worked with. So, yeah, um, Em, tell us a little bit about your journey, how you got started into like. Um, the holistic health side of things. Um, uh, cool. Okay. Well, I guess you could say that I started it maybe two years ago mm. now. Um, so I had a really bad interaction or well, relationship with food to begin with. Mm. So um, I used to like emotionally like binge, and it was just very not not good, not ideal, um, not healthy in the slightest. So I started that journey when I actually met Shayna, which is one of uh, our mutual friends. Yeah. Um, so, and she was the first person to tell me that she saw potential in me like pursuing a fitness and health lifestyle, which I'd never really heard before. Yeah. So um, I got really intrigued with that. And around about two years ago as well, I also started my spiritual journey. So I was a big skeptic mm. um, and I was going through a really rough time in my life. And um, it's so crazy, actually. I used to work in retail and this psychic came up to me just randomly because you get so many interesting characters coming in. Mm. She grabbed me and she just was like, I'm so sorry, like what you're going through, I'm so sorry. And this just random, random lady. Wow. And I kind of looked at her and looked at my coworker going, oh my God, like what? <laughs> and um, she just said, all you need to do is turn to angels and angel numbers. And I, that was the first time I ever heard of it. So that day I actually went out of my way to go buy an angel number book. And um, it told me that I just needed to ask my spiritual guidances and, you know, in the angelic realm, like for assistance, and they would direct me on what to do. And they did. And they like communicated with me through numbers. And I actually really stepped into a massive spiritual element from there, wow, which is wow. crazy. That's crazy yeah. And then Shana really helped me with the health and fitness side of things. And from there, it just kind of was a domino effect. So yeah. I started getting into health and fitness, PT, um, got my um, certificates in health and fitness. So. And then now I'm doing a mind and body practitioner course, which is crazy. And I'm also studying mm. um, a Bachelor of Science Nutrition at Murdoch University, which is cool. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Very busy schedule. Yeah. yeah. Well, what were some of the numbers that stood out to you early on in your journey that were really communicating with you? So um, a big one for me was 12-12. So mm. um, the ones and the twos. So essentially, whenever you see ones, it means that you're in major alignment. Um, mm. And then whenever the one is paired with a num another number, it's almost amplifying that. So like the ones and the twos um, for me anyway was for like basically my angels telling me that, you know, I'm not alone, even though it really mm. felt like that in that period of time. Yeah. So that I wasn't alone and that um, I was on the right path and no matter what I did, like I would be supported and guided. Mm. Um, and then also I saw different numbers from fours and sevens and fours is huge for protection. Yeah. So I was in um, a major situation where it was very much a toxic cycle and um, in this book anyway, the first thing that it said um, about fours is that you're in a toxic cycle and you need to let go so that you can therefore mm. be protected. And after doing that, everything just ascended, which was great. Wow. And yeah. what's your birthday? The 6th of April. 6th of April. April. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. 
Because 11 11 is like my number for me that sounds out all the time. Really? And my birthday is 11 of December, so 11 12. Yeah. So I'm always stalked by ones, twos, triple one, triple two, yeah. 11 11. Yeah. It's just non stop. Yeah, oh, mine is, mine's mm. is ones and twos. That's it. And then yeah. that's tomorrow is going to be the. 22nd, I believe, 22nd, 22nd of the first, 2022. Mm, yeah, so, yeah. all of these, there's major growth. Yeah. I look at dates like that and I'm like, something crazy is going to happen. Or yeah. something, I'm going to feel really good that day. Yeah, I'm having like a, um, a feeling like the 22nd of February 2022, something's going to happen. I'm not sure why. It's going to like, I was meditating one morning, I think it was like a couple of days ago, mm. and this binary code came up. Mm. And um, I was like, I looked at it and I was like, oh, no, it must be nothing. Like, so, so then just put it in the back of my mind. And then opened TikTok and it was that exact binary code. And it's no like, way. I swear to God. I sent, no I sent way. it to this guy. Really? And it's like on the, on the 2nd of the, on the 2nd of, 22nd of February, 2022, it's going to be a massive shift. I was like, okay, cool. But mm. like, so still, you know, it's like one of those things where you see, where you're still super skeptical. Yeah. But like, at what point do you kind of, do you, do you, at what point do you not let the self-doubt kind of impact the magic? Well, the self-doubt normally comes from a negative ego. So uh, mm. that comes from an ego attachment. So we have, like, it's scientific evidence that, you know, we everything in life comes from a... Um, what was it? A polarity, like the rule, like the law of polarity. Yeah, so yeah. everything is neutral. Everything is what is until we put a judgment on it. True. So your self analysis of that being skeptical actually comes from a sense of either inferior or superior, which is a complex pride complex, which is therefore negative ego, which is your like vision on the is what is situation. Oh, okay. You yeah. know. Yeah. Reminds me of a Shakespeare quote. It's like, nothing's either good nor bad, but thinking makes it so. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool. It's huge. So, like, the literally the mm. law of polarity is, like, the situation or you watching that video is neutral, but then it's your perception, whether it be negative or positive, is actually what you're, like, what creates that situation in your head. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so, pretty much how you perceive that video, you'll either attract the the change or the magic or you mm. deflect it based upon how you perceive it. Yeah, yeah. That's and something nice. crazy that I learned the other day was that if you um, think about a, a thought on one of, of those two scales, so in a positive or a negative light, it only takes 17 seconds to go into your subconscious and then your subconscious after 17 seconds mm. to create another thought along the same line. So if you're thinking negatively about something, take 17 seconds for you to start spiraling to get another negative thought attached to that. And then another 17 seconds attached to that. So then you subsequently like create that reality for that situation mm. by that thought pattern. What's the key to breaking that yeah. reaction? Yeah. Breaking the reaction is huge. So good. Um, uh, a huge one is um, it's really hard to do. Some people find it really difficult. But have you ever heard of the zero point? No. So the zero point is essentially where you're at your Christ self or your Christ nature and you're just aware. Mm. So instead of, there's a huge, another huge thing that um, stood out to me, it was kind of revolutionary, was that instead of making a statement of something, like ask questions, because questions me like move you forward, mm. but statements leave you stuck. Yeah. So instead of in your head thinking about something and making um, constant 
statements about the situation actually mm. ask what you could be doing to change that perspective so like if you're thinking like um i'm really skeptical about this that's a statement that's going to leave you there where you could say what can i think or how can i perceive this differently so that i'm not a skeptic you know so Either, ask, yeah. Like, yeah just yeah. questioning yourself i think the question is almost like your trajectory is like the question that you ask is where you're leading yourself in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the zero point is just being completely aware. So then the polarity, the law of polarity doesn't actually play a role at all. You're just an observant because mm. essentially that's all we are. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I really do. All right. So how do you, how do you actually know Ryan, first of all? Well, we met through Shana. Yeah, we? yeah we, met, we met through Shana, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she came, you came to the gym and then mm -hmm. just kind of up. Kind of ended up just chatting and then yeah. just partying. I can talk to a brick wall. I can yeah. talk yeah. to anybody. Yeah, yeah I'll just walk in and I'll just start having a conversation. But Ryan's a vibe. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a huge vibe. <laughs> mm. So we got on really well straight away. I'm pretty sure. I don't actually yeah. know the first time we met. I don't remember it. No, because no. I feel like I've just known you for a long time now. Yeah, I think the first proper conversation we had was probably in Snap Cannington. I think that was like the. First, like was a, that the the really spiritual one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that was like the we first. dove really deep. So jump? funny. Yeah. Half, I think were you training? I was definitely training. I was in the middle of training, and it's just so funny because when mm. you start diving really deep in, it's almost hard to have a light conversation when it comes to spirituality, you can't, especially yeah, yeah. when you're bouncing off somebody and you're like, mm. "Oh my god!" and then you have these mini revelations, like talking to somebody. So. Yeah. I was halfway through my set and like we just dove so sh like deep the, in. Yeah. And then it was like what, 45 minutes into the Yeah, 45, <laughs> we had a 45 minute conversation. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. And it's so cool to be able to connect with someone like that because mm. other people can come in who aren't necessarily on the same, you know, as, aren't as far on their spiritual mm. journey and you can see the difference. Like you're just like, wow, like how aware you can be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever, did you find that you, there were some friends where you, that like, as you went through your journey, they just didn't seem to understand the trajectory of where you're going? Or yeah, I'm surrounded by it. Like, my family has yeah. no, I, oh, like, yeah, my yeah. family is huge. So, my family are very government-based orientated. So, mm. they're very massive skeptics and um, they come from a military background. So, um, a lot of this holistics and you know, just embodiment is yeah. really, it's a hard concept for them to be able to understand. And my mom, I'm closest with my mom, and even she sometimes would um, ask me how my day is. And I'll be like, oh, you know, I started off my day doing some angel cards. And, you know, and I remember mm. one time in the car, she just turned to me and goes, I have no idea how your angels are supposed to talk to you through cards. And I was like, no, mom, like, it's not about that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, they're just giving me guidance. But she, I think in her mind, she thought that I pull out a card and that is my future. Like, you know how there's a oh, massive oh, yeah. stereotypical, yeah. you know, Pretty assumption. Pretty sure in a movie somewhere on yeah, the way and that's like yeah. her belief now. That, yeah. That's mm -hmm. her belief system around it. And I'm like, no, mom, I'm like, these, they use it as communicate. It's like giving the angels a pen and paper. And mm. you just kind of shuffle the cards and whatever. Like, if it doesn't, can, like, um, relate. Yeah. yeah, if it doesn't resonate with you, then it mm. doesn't have to be for you. But what, what is the key to, like, using these cards? How do you actually do it and apply it? And 
Well, for me specifically, I have so many. So mm. the biggest one is you want to be drawn to a deck of cards that are for you, like I don't think. But at the end of the day, every mm. card is meant for you in some True. way, I find. But um, I've been using them for ages now. And every time I go to get a new deck, I want to make sure that I'm really drawn to it. Mm. And normally you can really feel. So yeah. you look at some cards and you're like, absolutely not. But then there's one and you just you can't not think about it. So yeah. whenever I have that feeling, I just have to buy it mm. and then I'm really good at shuffling so everybody does it really differently but for me anyway I'll hold the deck of cards and then I'll just shuffle mm. and I'll just keep shuffling and I'll have an intention or a situation or a question that I'll really put all my energy in thinking about and mm. then normally a card will shoot out and it'll be like bang on the wow. armor like it's so good mm. I have one deck of cards that I don't know what it is Every time it gives me the absolute best answer and it's so relatable. Mm. It resonates so well. Yeah. It's like a mir miracle cards. Wow. It's crazy. So have you ever done it to like one of your like family members? Um, or, uh, yeah. uh, no, no, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I would. They, they just don't relate to it a yeah. lot. So... Um, even my room, because even at, um, I'm with my parents at the moment, but you can even tell because I have half the house to myself. So you can even see that their half of the house is so different mm. from mine. Like mine's all like white and crystals and shells and plants and theirs is right. just anything but, you know. Oh, damn. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just a, it's a big space. It's a space, Yeah. yeah. Do you get much pushback from your family when it comes to your spirituality and talking about it and that sort of thing? Um, I don't get much pushback, but they, I don't get a lot of um, conversation. Okay. So my family is really good. I guess one thing that is great about them having that military basis is that you have a respect for everybody. Mm. So everybody is, my dad is really hard on the fact that everybody has their own opinion and you have to respect that. So mm. we got brought up with no matter what anybody says, does, or is, is them as a person. And it's yeah. not your, like, business to be able mm. to judge someone. You just have to accept what is. So that was huge for him. So he's never talked poorly or anything like that. Mum is just very curious and sometimes she presents in the wrong way. Mm. But um, yeah. I, you can tell that her mind's just pondering a little bit when I talk about it. And my grandparents absolutely do not get it whatsoever. Okay, but that's yeah, a completely yeah. different generational yeah, yeah. thing. You also, know? the older you get, the more cemented you get in your ways and yeah. things like that. Yeah. But the feminine are more drawn to this sort of stuff and more creative and more mm -hmm. open to listening. But mm -hmm. I noticed that, with, especially in my family, the, the masculine, the men, can be very much switched off as, yeah. I know the way, this is the right way. And yeah. Especially, yeah. especially military background. Like my stepdad's yeah. strong military, mm -hmm. ex-military. So. Mm -hmm. And what about religion in your family? Um. So, my dad... Uh, he doesn't believe in anything, so mm. he we were baptized as Anglican. Yeah. Um, so that was just for mum's sake for us to be covered, like all the basis, you know, mm. like if we chose to believe in any type of religion, we would be accepted and yeah. still go to heaven. And um, my brother, he is um, Christian, so mm. he chose to always go to church and things like that. My younger brother doesn't believe in any type of religion, yeah. um, but I personally think that um, there's a part of God that lives in all of us, hence why we are God sovereign. Um, yeah. And I believe we all have the ability to transcend into uh, like light being. And, mm. you know, that's me personally. Um, I know that mum, 
she's Christian, but she doesn't go to church every day or anything like that. My grandparents do, mm. um, but very different perceptions. But that's never been an issue in our family. Mm. We just kind of keep to ourselves about that. Yeah. 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 Mm. I'm going to ask you, what are some of the most profound experiences you've had personally when it comes to spirituality and mm. going down this journey? Profound. I feel mm. like sometimes um, the... Oh, there was one experience, and this is probably the craziest experience I've I've ever had. Mm. And um, it was almost like an out-of-body experience, which is crazy because I'm not the type of person to go out and do, like, any hallucinogenics or anything like that. Yep. I don't do that. Yeah. So um, I was at a friend's house, and there was a whole group of us, and she was going through something quite emotional, and I remember where we were all just trying to be there for her mm. and um, me and another friend who are highly in tune with our spiritual selves, mm. um, we uh, kept saying to each other, like, oh, do you feel that? Like something's here. Like mm. we can feel something. Yeah. It's really like, oh, we hadn't been drinking or anything. So we were just kind of looking at each other like there's something here. How does that present here. to you? Is it sort of tingles or a It was just, thing it was like a knowing. Like knowing. there was a really mm. big feeling, almost like, it sounds weird, but like pressure around, like, because we have energetic matrixes around us. So, mm. you know that we all have an energetic field, like all yeah. of us have an energetic field. Yeah. So, that's why you can pick up on um, mm. energy, which is like chi, you know, have you heard of that? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, like chi gong yeah. and stuff. So, um, when your chi is, you know, in the presence of something, you feel it, which is why we have our, like, our intuition and mm. you can pick up if somebody doesn't like you or you can pick on other people's energies. It's kind of like that. Mm. So we kind of were looking at each other like, oh, we feel something. And um, we, she was really upset and we decided to do a group hug. And I remember closing my eyes and really just trying to send all my love to this girl. And I had this out-of-body experience where I saw this massive angel. And I've never, like never seen this it sounds so crazy but this massive angel and all it like it was hugging us but it was hugging us with wings wow. and massive wings around like huge like huge its wings covered us all and there was about five of us hugging mm. and i just remember him having long but like curly blonde hair and um I was. I said to um, Kaylee, the girl, I was like, oh, my God, did you feel that? Mm. And she said, yeah, I felt something. And I'm like, I saw something. Yeah. And we looked up the angel because I, I said to her, I was like, I don't know what angel it was. I have no clue. I just know that it was, it was huge, long, curly, blonde hair. And we looked up the description of what angel would it would be. And mm. it was the angel of friendship. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's the name? I couldn't even tell you. I just remember it was just like, mm. um... Uh, angel of friendship and then it was just this guy that had long curly blonde hair and he was wow. big and yeah because i know like um archangel michael is huge for me mm. like the protective one he's got the dark hair four. with a sword yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but long, like i couldn't believe it and mm. yeah because she just looked it up and she was like and it's the angel of friendship and we all freaked out and we're wow. like what the heck like so crazy oh that's amazing yeah. yeah so that was probably the most like profound experience i've had but I think the whole experience of any spiritual journey is profound. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I think you definitely got a, a really great gift in tune with the angels, in the angel numbers, the book, yeah. and obviously seeing the angel itself. So yeah. Like, yeah. I've actually got beautiful. like three tattoos now all to do with like angel energy and stuff mm. just because I'm so connected with them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I have beautiful. complete faith in them. 
mm. which is really really cool what about you guys have you guys had um, any experiences with him or? no not angels i've had like most of my like super i think most profound experiences i've just happened to be i'm like either psychedelics or like breath work mm. i think breath work was like breath work's huge. huge yeah you feel high after a good breath work session yeah. yeah yeah i think that like the last breath work session we had was like with rebecca Worrell. And that was like crazy. That's the one you were yeah. telling me about the other day, hey? Yeah, mm. yeah. That was amazing. That was like phenomenal. I really want to go um, to that. Mm. I think she's having another one next month. I think she has one every every month. So we should go. Yeah, yes. That would be dope. Absolutely. Um, and then the other one was, I think, the very, very first DMT trip. That was like... I've heard mind, that that's mind, intense. Mind crazy, yeah. That was pretty intense. I don't think there was, there was like... I couldn't... It was super visual, super like, yeah, it was just on a different level. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was an amazing experience though. Mm -hmm. um, and all the other, and the, beyond that, the very first like mushroom trip that I had in Thailand. That was Thailand, Thailand. out of yeah. all places. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that was epic. really good. That was epic. And that, I think that was like the first experience of clarity that I had, or like true, true, genuine clarity like, mm -hmm. um, and connection. Uh, but that those those three are the ones that stand out for me the most. Yeah, no, no, wow. I've never really like visualized or um, felt anything like super crazy. No, not really. No. Hmm. Nothing wild. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I've had a few. Yeah, um, a little bit. But the ones that stand out to me, this keeping in line with our conversation, was in the float tank. I think last year, just meditating there for about ninety minutes. And during it, I saw this man appear in my sort of in my mind's eye, mm. long black hair, big, like um, beautiful face with a sword. And it was this bright white surrounding uh -huh. him. And he comes and hands me the sword. And I was <gasps> no like, whoa. Way. So I grabbed the sword mentally and hold it like that. And then he goes away. Then he comes back again. And the energy is this, and then shows me the sword. And the sword has like this glow around it with a bit of fire on it. And the Love energy that. was just astounding. And I'm like, that, who is that? I think that was Michael. Yeah, for sure. But that Protecting. was mm, that was beautiful. But um, when I lived in Piara Waters, we used to have like really vivid dreams where I would be like half awake, half asleep, sort of sleep paralysis sort of thing. Yeah. And I'd see like this purple like vortex up above my, my roof. <gasps> Stop. Yeah. You know, that's your crown mm. chakra. That's your intuition. Yeah. And people would, people would come through yeah, that. Like spirits would come through that and just be like hovering over my bed and I'd see the purple aura surrounding them no way yeah. that's so cool because that that's your real that's your um mm. that's your third eye mm. yeah. that's nuts I have my third eye tested like we put a crystal over it and hang, hang it over it yeah. after a session and the crystal was just like like no way the only so issue is it's yeah, strong it's very strong yeah but it's kind of like um a little bit out of control yeah so um, it'll just switch on and it's on like yeah i kind of turn it on myself it's just like a random time yeah so i think i have to do a little bit more work with the third eye um mm. to really be able to turn it off, turn it on, mm. have a bit more control over my gifts without yeah. just turning on randomly. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah. yeah. Em has some pretty like crazy dreams as well. Yeah. yeah she's telling me I've about had, her dreams. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've struggled with sleep paralysis for oh, really? as long as I can remember. When I was, mm. I can remember dreams from when I was like, I think that really, really ridiculously young. Really? Yeah. They're repeating dreams? No, so not some some repeated, but not really. Just very distinct, very like I, if I if I was an artist, I'd be able to draw mm. some from my head when I was like six. What do you feel that your dreams are? 
I genuinely think I've had this conversation with a lot of people and I think that they're from past lives. Mm. So um, there's one and there's some that are just too distinct and they really feel like memories. So my family has a massive um, military background and Mm. I remember this one dream and this is so intense and I remember it and I feel like it was like a part, like it was a, like it was a part of me, but not in this lifetime. So I don't know where I was, but um, I was in the army and I was actually a male in my dream. So Mm. I wasn't even me, I was a man. And I was covered in my army suits and we were trying to infiltrate this one section, this massive building, and we got bombed on Mm. and um, we got blasted. And I remember kind of coming out of the gravel, because it's all like ashy parts over me and I was paralyzed from my waist down like I couldn't move I was all burnt and Mm. I was trying to get to either a phone or a walkie-talkie but it was really hard and I remember opening my eyes and everything was all like like vision was impaired and um everyone that I could see around me all in the gravel like all like cement everywhere dust everything they had all died And Mm. I remember in that moment just thinking, like, I have to call home. Like, I have to leave Mm. a message and tell these people that I love them. Like, I want to tell them that I love them. And that's all I was thinking in that moment. And Mm. then I was looking up trying to get to this walkie-talkie. And all these men who had blown up, obviously, where we were at, were going Mm. around and kicking all of the bodies to see if they were dead. Mm. And... um. I just remember freaking out, trying to get to my like phone or walkie-talkie to tell someone, to tell my family that I love them because that's all mm. I was thinking in that moment. And then I woke up and I woke up in tears because wow. I could feel it and it was really intense. And that was from when I think I had that one when I was like 11 or 12. Wow. Yeah. Definitely. So Def- to have that like at a really young age, like I just feel like there's no other explanation for that. Definitely anyway. past life, yeah. To yeah. how vivid it was. Mm. Wow. Which is wild, yeah. Mm. And if I if I could draw it, I totally would, but my drawing skills are shocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But Interesting, though, your family now is like a military background and you were military and obviously previous life, so it's yeah. like something coming through there that you've yeah. sort of broken the... Yeah, the well, a lot of my dreams were based around, like really vivid dreams like that were actually based around that. So, mm. like, I had another dream where it was like that and it was all about me saving these two particular kids like in it was almost like in Afghanistan or something and I was Mm. like I had to throw it was a choice between me leaving this little boy who was running to get onto this truck that was leaving and it was piled full of so many people and it was either I got on it or I threw this little boy on it and I threw it like I threw him Mm. like onto the thing and then just blacked out it's crazy crazy (laughs) yeah but I was like, maybe it's the same one, just different. That's probably true. Yeah. Hey? You never know. Do you reckon if you like, if you spoke to someone like maybe Odette should be able to give you like insight and like yeah, well lives? I've I've heard because I've had so many conversations like this with people and they've all gone. You need to go to someone like you need to see if you can get hypnotized or something mm. and see if that comes up. Because there's been a lot of like profound experiences where people have done that. Like mm-hmm. Dolores, yeah, yeah. Dolores Cannon Cannon, type yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Life's crazy. Yeah. I've always thought that dreams, um, not just past life, but also like when we sleep, obviously when we dream, our spirit leaves our body. We go to different dimensions, we had do different mm-hmm. things, we're doing different tasks, or even just having experiences we're meant to experience as memories help us in this life. Mm-hmm. And sleep paralysis is when 
something could interfere with your spirit coming back into the body or leaving mm. the body. Um, which is hence you get stuck and you're paralyzed where your yeah. body's asleep, your mind's awake and your spirit's yeah. sort of stuck. And that's happened to you quite a few times. Oh, for sure. Are these generally a negative experience or, or a positive The first experience? few times were um, really intense. Like when I was a kid, I didn't know what was happening. So mm. um, I used to freak out because obviously when you're... Um, you can't move your body, you're, mm. you freak. Yeah. So when I was a kid, um, I used to start having panic attacks because I couldn't move my body. And I'd actually, like I'd vomit as a kid oh, wow. in my sleep and it used to freak mum and dad out because as a kid you can choke and, you know, things mm. can happen. Yeah. So um, mum, I used to get, like the only times that I'd actually properly get woken up sometimes were by mum like carrying me into mum and dad's room being like, oh, she's like done it again. And I'd have like vomit all over me oh, because no. like I had, like mm. I'd freak myself out in my yeah. sleep. Um, but so the first few times, and then I went through a weird time where, oh, like this one, there was this, I don't, there was this one time where two, three times on three separate occasions, I saw one entity in my room mm. and it would stand over my bed. And it would freak me out because... Was it dark? Did it have a, an aura or just... Well, the first dark? time I saw him, like, it, I, I, I could see him as if, mm. like, he was a genuine person in my room. Okay. So, um, if I, again, had a picture, like... And mm. this is when I was very lucid. So, I was falling in and out of sleep and halfway through the night, I woke up and I saw this guy and he was indigenous and he mm. had a really, like... He was older and he had a mustache and it was white and he was standing over me, like he was just standing over me, and I screamed, and I like quickly ran out. I was first time in my whole life I've ever been mm. so scared that I was like shaking, and I went into mum and dad's room, like bawling my eyes out, saying someone's in my room, and like dad came out being like ex-military, like you know, mm, gets like his cool bat and everything. <laughs> He's like ready, and I'm sobbing, thinking there was somebody that, like, because my room is in the front of the house, yeah. so. It was really quite full on. And then dad was like, nobody's there. And we woke up all the neighbors and we oh, got wow. the neighbors like, because I, it was, it felt so real. Like I saw him there and then mm. I finally got back to sleep. And then I had weird sleeping patterns after that. Cause mm. it, I saw him and then he came back, but instead of being next to me, like overlooking at me, he was looking at me at the end of the bed. And then, so I freaked out again, being like, this guy is back. So mm. I freaked out, did the same thing, ran down the hallway into mom and dad's room, being like, mom, dad, like there is somebody there and he keeps coming back. Like, and at this point I genuinely thought someone was living in our roof or yeah. I don't know what was going on. And then again, dad went and got the bat and, you know, he did the whole thing and they were like, you were just dreaming, but I've never had an experience where I would actually see somebody yeah. and then actually be in real life if you know what i mean oh yeah so i'd yeah, always yeah. i could dream about it but i knew that i was dreaming yeah but this was like i'd open my eyes and it would be on this third dimensional plane and see somebody and then freak out mm. like it just didn't and then it happened a third time and you weren't sleep paralyzed at this point you were no awake. so like i was i was fully lucid when i mm. saw this guy Wow. Yeah. So, and every other time I've been able to tell if I was in a sleep paralysis or not, but this was mm. the first experience that I had. 
where I saw him. Still don't wow. know like where he went, what he did, why he was there. Could, but be, could be like a spirit guide or something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, I saw him three times, but at the third time I realized that he wasn't actually there to hurt me. It was just because mm. the first time he was so, so close, close, like yeah. he was really up in my face and mm. I freaked out. Like I freaked ran no been so scared That's but then powerful. every time he came back he'd take a step back mm. so the third time he was right like near my window and i actually had somebody in my bed when i screamed and saw mm. him the third time and they quickly turned on the light and went what what's going on what's going what's going on mm. and he left wow yeah so i had somebody else witness it's crazy though, hey, so. So, have you, so you've never seen seen him again? Ever never, since not after that. Because not yeah. after the third time when someone else was in my bed and I woke up screaming. Because I just remember being like, what the heck? Like, how can this person not see this person? And, yeah. you know, it was really fun. So do you reckon, like, after the third time you realized, like, you kind of... Freaked you, out? Free yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't... I felt bad because I... I by, Thinking back, I could tell that he probably wasn't there to do anything bad. Yeah. But um, it's the biggest shock to have, like, in a pitch black room and then see this, like, silhouette of this guy that's already visited you twice. And then have no... Because he'd mm. just stand there. So you wouldn't... It was really hard to tell. Like, with angels, it's so easy to understand why they're there because you feel an energy, yeah. you know, or you feel like, oh, I'm safe or... You know, but with that, it was just, he was just there. Well, with angels, they're next level. As you said, the energy is so big, yeah, they're so vibrant. Yeah, angelic. Like that. When you see a spirit guide, when I first saw my spirit guide for the first time, mm. it came through like this little thing in my roof, it was like a little purple thing, and he just dropped through yeah. and stood down like in my room. Oh. Had a purple aura around him, but very vi bright, very vibrant, vibrant. from seeing him. But I freaked out. I was yeah. like, oh shit, oh my god, oh my god, I'm going to be kidnapped, it's going to be like, so I thought it was some kind of trick. Oh my god, no I was studying, I was doing a lot of study, you know the Law of One, those books? Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Law of One, I was studying those books, that. and I was also studying the Orion group, which were the um, malevolent um, beings, uh, interdimensional beings, Yeah. and I thought it was one of them mm. coming to like, recruit me for the Freemasons or something, <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, super paranoid, because like, before that time, I had never seen any like, um, any spirit that was good. They were all bad, bad mm, ones. I'd mm. see paralysis and I'd see like, dark shadowy figures. Oh no. I'd see like, um, faces and then pentagrams on my roof. It was always, see paralysis for me was always a really negative experience. This is my yes. first good one, but I just thought it was a trick. Yes. You know? But then I double checked in my meditation that like, no, that's your spirit guide. No Calm way. down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. But I've, I've seen him in dreams since then, but I've always been asking him to come back because this time I can actually talk properly. Like, yeah. I don't feel like it's fair to the one time I see him in that clear clarity, like face to face out of you my body. Scared. I was too scared to actually communicate. Yeah. yeah. But, um. So maybe that is what happened. Yeah. At least but, I'll recognize him next time. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how they can be such different entities. Like yeah. I never in my life would have guessed that a spiritual guide would have been this old man, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, maybe he is, so mm. that's kind of cool. It's awesome, yeah. Have well, you got any? No, I, I, I do, but I'm assuming, but, but I've just seen never them. seen them, yeah, I've never seen them. Like, yeah. I, I just started, like, paying attention to my dreams recently. Yeah, I remember us having a conversation yeah. about it. Yeah, so recently mm. it was when I started paying, like, conscious attention to my dreams where I wake up and write them down. Mm. otherwise usually I just forget them so it's not like I used to tell I used to tell myself it was like I used to tell myself that I don't remember them but it was because I never put any action and that's a mantra too uh, yeah I don't remember them I don't remember them I don't remember them you 
programming your mind to not remember them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I just never really remembered them. Mm. Now, like if I if I wake up in the morning and there's something distinct about it, like I always write it down, like I, no matter like how little it is, um, and then find whatever meaning that's like that's within the within the dream because I feel like they they do have some sort of meaning whatever they whatever they are. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, the hardest part is remembering them. I think yeah. the one trick I used for strengthening my third eye, my mental imaging and mental strength, mm. was many of you meditating, you open your eyes, look at one thing in the room, maybe that pot plant. And then when you close your eyes and try and see that pot plant as if you're seeing it with your eyes open, ah. hold it for as long as you can. And the second that you lose it or it fades, open your eyes again, close them again and keep going for as long as you can. And eventually you'll close your eyes and you'll be able to see that plant like as if you're seeing it with your eyes. No way. Yeah. And when you get to that level, it's like really when your third eye is fully activated and you've activated non-physical sight and your memory retention will be so much higher because your mind can actually hold that information. Yeah. Because it's oh. almost like putting two gigabytes in a 100 megabyte USB. It's just not going to fit. You're going to get yeah. bits and pieces and glimpses of it. Yeah. yeah. But as your vibration increases, your mental strength increases, mm. you can just download so much more mm -hmm. and carry it with you. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, That's not, really cool. Yeah. yeah, when I meditate, I always like try, I don't know, I don't know what got me into this, but when you close your eyes, like, and you know how, uh, with 12 to shield especially, like you want to be rolling your eyes to your third eye, like have mm, you guys done that? I'm looking through your brow. Yeah. yeah. So like I always do that and I always get a circle and I don't know why, but the circle that I envision is my third eye and then a lot of images will come from that, like mm. in the circle, oh, which is really? crazy. How big is the circle? Is it like, a, like you're looking through a window that's circular? No, so it's almost like I can, I can do it right now and mm. literally like it's right here and it's only like that big and the rest is all black and it's like a ring. And then you look through here and What's then images the will come through. Just, just black. So it's like it starts off with your meditation, mm. like literally just all pitch black and then a violet ring. Oh, and wow. then the violet, violet too, beautiful. Yeah. Yes. So just a violet ring. And then the more that I sit with that, like I'll get images that come through from that. Mm. Which is crazy. That's pretty cool. Mm. What does the color violet represent though? That is your third oh. eye. So oh, that is oh, your wow. intuitive. So it's your crown chakra. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. Really good for visualizations <laughs> and stuff. Mm. So, if, so if you want to visualize something, do you start with the color violet? I don't. I've. Mm, I. I didn't. What, what I do you what, what do you want to see? Yeah. If you want to visualize something, like like something what specific, you want to visualize? specific yeah. like remote view. Yeah. Or the best one for me is the imagination. Imagination mm. is the first step. Then you got if, when you when you blast through the imagination wall, that's inspiration, which is downloading. Mm. Then beyond that is intuition. And then beyond that is just like knowing. But let's just say you imagine your, child, really your childhood cool. home. Yeah, that was Rudolf Steiner. He had like the four levels to break through. So what is the first one? So imagination, imagination. and then inspiration. Then intuition. Oh, intuition. Intuition. Then it's just knowing. Well, you don't need any of that. You just know So it's it all. just three or four? There's four. So Imagination, yeah. inspiration, intuition, and then knowing. Wow, that's so cool. And the knowing is I like really unity. I really like that. Yeah. yeah. You really, really like mm, that. That's it's beautiful. That's amazing. So like when you want a remote view, so imagine yourself in your childhood home now, like close your eyes. You're in your childhood home, you can see like the books or whatever. Get really specific with the details. Just imagine it. Then eventually, you do it all the time, it'll just become more clear and more clear and more clear. Then you realize you're remote viewing into it. You're not actually in your memory anymore. You've blasted through to the imagination or into the intuition. 
and that's how it begins. Just See, imagination. that yeah. is so cool for yeah. me. Yeah. That's my that. cup of tea. <laughs> 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 that's really cool. I love the neuroscience type of stuff about yeah. spirituality. That's yeah. huge for me. I learned the other day that our conscious um, body is mm. only like five five to seven percent of our day-to-day -day actions so what we do like for a whole 24 hours 93 to 95 percent of our day-to-day -day actions is controlled by our subconscious and our mm. subconscious is our belief system True. which is crazy so we're only consciously aware of what we do uh, not even half of the time like not even a quarter of the time which yeah. is wild we can see like this reality here is like fully malleable like it's just yeah. energy a little bit more condensed so yeah. it's everything's and, um, energy yeah people like you know the mothers that like lift up cars when their kids are in trouble yeah or people wonder witchcraft can do like weird things super strength because mm -hmm. their belief systems are now gone yeah i had a person i was speaking to just the other day he was saying that people who are having um night terrors and sleep paralysis and weird things like this mm. they could even crawl up walls or lift things or throw things they couldn't do normally yeah because it is way it's almost like poltergeist and demon possessions in in africa yeah where these people who get possessed or whatever it is just do wild things just because it's just everything like everything is vibrational just, yeah. everything's frequency no way that's crazy is there a video of this <laughs> i don't know the, about that the skeptic <laughs> but um you you know um cal right yeah, yeah his dad was a pastor in africa he used to do he used to do um demon exorcisms yeah that's and these, huge sometimes Kudos these demons would give them their names saying yeah. what, what the name was and then in video games they actually quote real demons names oh no no how messed no. up is that this is why i don't play video yeah. games just, just like no. programming, just programming. Well, it's putting the, the name. And so I, I heard this demon's name, and I had like this fear response with Christianity. I have this little bit of fear. Yeah. I repeat the name in my head. I'm like, stop doing that, right? Yeah. Stop repeating the name. Yeah. Because like, if you if you hold anyone's name in your mind, if I just had like Ryan Apondo's name in my mind, just in clear white writing what? inside of my mind <laughs> while I'm sleeping, I would tune into him. If yeah. You, if, you have, if you're strong enough That's mentally, attunement, no? it's, it's in, in attunement, yeah. Because yeah. the name is like his phone number, it's his vibration. Mm. And you can, that's how you, that's how you sort of channel. Oh, that's like, that's, mm. I can feel that in my stomach. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's crazy. That's wild. You don't want to know anyone's name who's negative. Yeah. And when, when you find out your spirit guide's names, don't give them to anybody. Yeah. Because they can, if they're powerful enough, they can use that as a key into your mind. Oh, no. You know? That's so you got to keep that sort of stuff just to yourself. To yourself. Yeah. You just don't know who you're talking to, I suppose. Yeah. So can you can you can you attune yourself into someone else's brain? You can. It depends. It depends. It's more. It's not about somebody else's brain. It's more it's about like their vibration, like yeah, their the energy. Vibration, yeah. So everybody has their own matrix field, mm. and it's like that's ours. Like that's our own. That's our own entity. Like our like being. So anybody like because it's all frequencies and vibrations. So people can impact that. People can impact that by being like right next to you, but mm. they're just doing it in a different way. True, you know. Oh, damn. So it's not really like your brain as its its thing, you oh, know, as yeah. a, as an organ. It's actually just about your soul. Sort so of like, thing. so if we were to communicate telepathically, you can. I you can. do it. Yeah. I do it. I kid you not. I do it. Really? I, if you, yeah. So um, my ex Zach and yeah. I, we've done that so many times. And then even um, with Shannon, I do it all the time. Like we, like if you have an intention with somebody to telepathically communicate mm. and somebody that you have a really strong in with, mm. which is essentially what it is, um, 
entunement is like the study of somebody. Yeah. yeah. So, and really having a big, strong vibrational connection with them, like a strong knowing with that person. Entunement, mm. you can talk to them. 100%. Because it's all about picking up on the mm. energy. So it's not actually like I'm saying words to you. It's being like, okay, like this is how you're feeling. Like I know exactly how you're going to perceive something or how you're going to feel because you're in tune with them. Mm. Oh, damn. You could be doing it every day without even knowing it. Literally. Yeah, like you're just sharing thoughts, but you just don't realize. Yeah. But the secret is to this one of these, right? You've noticed with your ESP with certain people. Yeah. Some you can and some you can't do it with. Yes. Yeah. So imagine our body is a full spectrum of light, seven chakras, seven vibrational frequencies. Yeah. One of seven colors, one of seven numbers. But our mind, which is like our thinking mind, mm. is only one of seven colors. So we each have a vibrational number behind our mind. Yeah. So if you find a friend who's got the same number as you, yeah. you're very aligned already. No way. So that makes it easier to communicate. So if you're a one, let's say, you can communicate with ones very easily. How do you Threes. find out what number you are? Um, favorite color? Pink. Pink? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite color. Are you, are you drawn towards any colors specifically? Um, so I'm, so I have two colors that I'm abnormally drawn to. One mm. of them is like an orangey pinky color, like sunset. Okay. So orange, quite bright. Mm. Um, and then also a, it's almost like an indigo blue. Indigo, indigo blue. Yeah. So okay. a mix between violet and light blue, like the perfect in yeah. between. I reckon you're a two. one or a three, which is, yeah. um, Violet or blue? Yeah. I can't tell which one or not. Yeah. Um, but if you ask a question to yourself before you go to bed, yeah. just ask what number am I, what color am I, vibrationally, just before you sleep, That's so you'll wake up with the answer. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I should do that. So Give what? It a shot. Yeah. So how do you? What's the difference between a one and a three? You reckon a one or a three? I think it's a one or a three. Yeah. Just due to the the blue and the purple vibes yeah. I get from you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I can't really tell the exact number. It's hard for me to tune in. Not, yeah. Not there yet, but I want yeah. to be. But so what does that tell you about a person? Like the one and the to, three? To be honest with you, um, not a huge amount. It's just your vibrational number. So mm. if, you, if you're a one or a three, that means a lot of your friends will be threes or ones as well. Yeah. And those who are two, four, and six are may, maybe an antagonist sort of note where you just don't vibe, even though there's no reason not to, but it's mm. just that you're just not vibing for whatever reason. Mm. Sometimes you meet somebody and you're just like, nah, we don't vibe. Yeah. That is an opposing note to yours, oh, which is okay. beautiful at the same time because it means you get so much variety in life. Yeah. You know, everyone thinks slightly differently in these different groups. Yeah. That's mm. really, really cool. That's interesting. What do you reckon oh. Ryan is? Oh, that's um, good. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> I thinking that. What, what's your favorite color? Um, or is there a color It's probably like two, red and black. Red? And, and, and black. Mm. Red and black. Yeah, black. I don't know. I think Black's I just not wear black color. on the color. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a shade. Be <laughs> <laughs> one of those people. It's a shade. <laughs> white, white or black? Yeah. Well, it could be a seven. seven oh, or a five. seven. Oh, okay. Because it's still like one, three, five, seven. You're definitely um an odd number because I'm a three and we wouldn't get along with much if you weren't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would, would, would What's be like, a three? Is three blue? Three's blue. Yeah. I've got a feeling it's the opposite it could to the be chakras. three. Three? Yeah, because um, I feel like the one person that I connected with the mm. most about, like especially about spiritual stuff, mm. was someone called Zach, and he's definitely blue. 
Okay. For sure. Oh, okay. That's yeah. without a doubt. He like he will not stop talking about it as well, like wisdom and mm. stuff, you know. So that he's very in tune with that color. Yeah. And I get along really well with him. So I'm thinking that it is blue. Yeah. I reckon yeah. you definitely know your, your color. Yeah. Even, yeah. You, even when you thought about it now, go about your day. You see a color. You see. You look in your wardrobe or look in your room. Like, okay, there's, I'm drawn to this color. It's just like. Yeah, I really think know. it's going to be the blue now. Mm. Oh, okay. Is that what you predominantly would have in like your wardrobe and stuff? I think so. I think we yeah. could all be. There's one blue, color. Yeah. Like, there's this the one blue that like I just feel, and I've never really worn blue before. But mm. like, there's this one color which is the indigo blue that I'm just like, yeah, every in, in anything I'll wear it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, interesting. I like it. So what color would that make suit him? Red? You? Red? Red. Seven is red, red yeah. yeah. It could be a three in blue as well. Okay. But I, I reckon you'll, you'll find out tonight. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to ask you in the morning, be like, how'd you go? Yeah, I think it would be, like, red. I think it's red has always been, like, a, um attractive color for me. Yeah. Red. Red, red and blue. Superman colors. Superman. Yeah, red. <laughs> Red or blue, I think there's a... Um, so, seven or three. Seven or three, yeah. yeah. It'd be cool. And you're a... You are blue. Three. Blue. Three, yeah. Interesting. That's cool. How did you find mm. out about that? Um, I have a... I have a secret. <laughs> 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 that, uh... <laughs> no, I, I came across um, a, a series of books in a really old library that um, just can't be found. And they were written what by, the yeah, they were pretty cool. I'm were, a bookworm. Oh yeah, Share you, secret you'll never me. find them. I, I, you won't find them. No, no. What? <laughs> I'll, I'll share. I'll share them with you off camera. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this, this is juicy. Mm. But anyway, I found these books. I started reading them and started. I really had a deep affinity to them. Yeah. You know, and I went on the internet trying to find them and this and that yeah. and this don't exist. What? And yeah. you somehow found them. Yeah. yeah. What? I'm a book fiend. Mm. Like right now, I'm uh, looking into the energetic Chinese medicines. Mm. So you know those fat, fat books. Like yeah. they're huge, and they go sh so far deep into Chinese medicines and how it's way back, way, way, way back to um, the simplicity of everything being just mm. energetic and yeah. holistic remedies and energetic remedies and. Like, China's next level. The, yeah, and that's yeah. all mm. I've been looking into. You know, at one point in China's history, they were equal to or more powerful than Egypt in their peak. Yeah. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah that, that big, huge, like very spiritual. Man. That's what I want a lot of my, mm. especially yeah. like my holistic strategies and remedies for my future business to come through, mm. um, is to have a lot of Chinese historical yeah. knowings in them, you know, because Australia is quite young as a country. Like, we don't have much history. Yeah. We do have a lot of history, but nowhere near as much as, oh, you know, to rely on, especially about um, medicines and stuff, like Chinese um, remedies as well. Um, herbology, yeah. that's huge, like, their herbology. It, that's insane to me. Um, but they go so far deep in like their energy, like their chi mm. and how it can help like with miracles and it's insane. And these books are mm. massive and I'm addicted. They're amazing. Yeah. I'm addicted. Yeah. Every, every night before I go to bed, but they're huge. Love it. They're like 300 pages. Mm. It's nuts. I like reading Damn. books from the 1800s 
Yeah. There was like this big spiritual phenomenon happening in the 1800s. I don't know how, where it came from. There was like Native Americans that were doing channeling of their elders. Yeah. And these guys could actually move palm trees. So that, what? And palm yeah. trees are my favorite trees. <laughs> so like they're in a church doing like a talk and he's like, everyone come outside. And then he would wave his hands like this. And in the distance, the palm trees would follow him. No way. I swear to God, yeah. yeah. So one of his books. <gasps> was that, 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 was, that was Red Cloud. <laughs> yeah, his name was Red Cloud. The Indian, but there's no video. No, yeah. Yeah. This is the early 1900s. Yeah. Late 1800s. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy, dude. Mm, those guys are super in tune. The thing is, is about like when you go way far back, it's almost really super hard to be skeptical about that because yeah. I feel where people who are skeptics now are skeptical because of the illusions that we have on television yeah, and, yeah. you know and movies and things like that but they would only be writing about experiences that they in, like embodied and saw like they don't have like tv to yeah. you know never let the truth get in the way of a good story you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like they everything's really enhanced and illustrated and things but like people way back when would truly be writing down what they believe they saw. Yeah. So it's think be about a lot like um, the Enlightenment era of the 1700s, where that huge thing took off. With them, with like Rene Descartes and a few others, where they had the Reformation of the Church and State, yeah. getting rid of the Catholic Church from differing in politics, and um, they had some amazing stuff come through then. And all the people were just having huge, profound insights because there was obviously no TV and propaganda and all that kind of bullshit to hold them down. And um, back before then, 1500s, Nostradamus and Shakespeare, for example, like Nostradamus was next level. Like he, he was, yeah. he was a, like a leading doctor, but he couldn't talk about any of this stuff because they would literally kill him. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that era. Yeah, I think today with TV and mind control and the system, people, oh, it's are, just people nuts. are so shaped. So nuts. And it's hard to wake them up to the truth because it's very, very difficult. The truth is brainwashed. Very yeah. yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's I had um, one of my friends message me just randomly the other day, and he just said, you know, his the pain that he feels for the people who are brainwashed is immeasurable and that's all he said and that mm. just really spoke to me because it's just it's so sad a lot it of is. people aren't awake yeah but i feel like sometimes the dark serves a light in certain situations for sure they let us know who we are by facing our resistance making us stronger yeah but yeah i've had learned, learned to deal with the um the darkness and the ignorance it's especially in the last two years it's been really really tough mm. Mm. It's hard, COVID. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of things that are yeah, going on there. Right, and I, that's like every time yeah, we catch up, we, yeah. just, we need to talk about it more. <laughs> it's it crazy. ends up being just like a crazy rabbit hole. But it's, 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 it's like huge. A, You're just forever huge. talking about it. Yeah. Forever and ever and ever. I think it's just going to be one of those things, I think, the, these three years, because it's not going to end this year. Mm. Hopefully it does. Oh, well, the but UK, yeah. Scotland, and Japan have all like lessened the mandates quite significantly. Yeah. Yeah. Really well, good. I'm. Fr I don't know if I heard this right, but in the UK they've actually lifted their mandates mm, yeah. or something, and I'm like, what? Like it's happening finally. But do you see that they tried to push here for a third, like a third one? Yeah. And mm. now everyone's getting angry because they um, were wanting people to come back. Yeah. I don't really keep up with it much. But yeah, yeah, neither. Because yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> it, it, it sucks you in, hey, and it's drains your energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does, mm -hmm. it does. It's mm -hmm. huge. You, you have to, like, reserve yourself and kind of, like, try and filter. Yeah. But at the same time, regardless, you still have to face it because, like, even when you go out, it's just kind of like, oh, did you hear this today? I'm like, oh, okay, what, what, mm -hmm. what's going on? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, tell me. Mm -hmm. Or, like, um, someone just posted on, like, 
Facebook or whatever. Like you, you have to. It's just, it's just kind of in your face. And I feel like in the next three years, this is gonna be, this is gonna be one of those things in our lives that's just gonna be pivotal. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be like a something that we're gonna talk about in fifteen years. Oh well, yeah. yeah. Remember like this hectic three years of our lives. Yeah. And like, what the fuck were we doing? <laughs> <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Just like, how, did, how did we let ourselves? I think ourselves it's gonna be talked about for like the rest of our lives. I reckon it's a huge yeah. pandemic. It's yeah. huge. I do think they're going to end up changing, like, how, one, how the media portrays things. Oh, for sure. Like, People are waking up to yeah. that. Um, I think that's going to be a huge thing, how information is shared. Oh, yeah. The, Especially because people who are trying to um, mm. spread light are being shut out. Yeah, yeah. So that's exactly. a huge one that people have been noticing. Yeah. Like somebody will say something or even share their opinion, which we have a right to of freedom of speech. Yeah. Yeah. Huge, especially in Australia. Yet the biggest thing that everyone is noticing is that those people who do choose to speak their mind getting taken off Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube everywhere. TikTok, mm. every basic platform that you can to spread awareness, one thing can remove you from all of that. Yeah. Because they're all interconnected, yeah. which is sad. Mm. But people have a knowing of that, you know? Yeah. And I think people are realizing that now. Like there was a I think there was a, some politician, like some on a press conference, conference there was, she was saying that um, you shouldn't, um, there's a whole bunch of like doctors and uh, medical specialists spreading misinformation. I'm like, what the fuck? No. Mm. I'm like, since when? Like, so, so the doctors that fit your narrative are the doctors that you guys are going to yeah. share, but the yeah. doctors who have an opposing narrative, they're going to be ostracized. Yeah. That yeah. basically like diminishes a whole bunch of... <laughs> academics yeah. you know like which is like which is which is a good thing i think people needed to see that like huge yeah yeah and like observe that happen like right in front of them mm. it's kind of like at what when the people who were praised so much like a year and a half ago all of a sudden yeah are being ostracized mm. for having an opposing position not even that like remember apra sent a letter to every doctor or medical professional saying if you speak out against the government the government sort of orders or the government narrative, mm. you will lose your license to practice. Yeah. So they, they, they now can't have an opinion. Mm. They can't, no. But it's, then it forces it's, everyone. And it's, it's just so silly because, yeah. mm. like, I'm studying a Bachelor of Science and the thing that we get taught more than anything mm. is that if you have a hypothesis, you test it and then you test it again mm. and you test it again and that's just, like, the whole basis of science. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's because science, nothing yeah. like science is extraordinary and... Like, if we have a massive pandemic where a whole, it's just scientists involved trying to help out, so you're going to have different academic mm. groups testing the hypotheses, which is the vaccine, but people aren't allowed to do that. It's only if it's beneficial for the government. Yeah, exactly. Which is crazy. Mm. It's kind of a forcing of hands so people must think for themselves. Yeah. Critical thought is like one faculty of like, a sovereign being yeah. and a key to anyone to awaken, you know? Absolutely. So until people start doing that, we're not going to be anywhere as a society. No. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think it just had to happen. I think, I think there's going to, there has to be eventually when all of this passes, there's going to be regulations around that, like what APRA mm -hmm. canons can't say to their doctors and yeah. how doctors practice and um, how social media is, how social media can run and sift information and censorship mm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. There's, there's going to be a massive change and a massive shift because mm. it has to be global. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like this, it has to be like an international. I'm not sure if it's going to be. It's going to be like an international code of ethics or international like 
laws or something. True. But it has to be. It, it's it has to be done at this point. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, all the countries are the every country is the same. Um, I, I guess some are a little bit like off grid. Was it like Denmark? No, it's not Denmark. Is it Denmark from like day one when like the first month when like lockdowns are happening, everyone protested and like yeah. they cut it down. Well, in Byron at the moment, I've heard that yeah. in Byron it's one mm. of the first places, like another one of the first places in Australia to be lifting up their mandates. Oh, I really? think Byron Bay. Mm-hmm. Oh damn! That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. my auntie and uncle live there. And um, I was having a conversation with my friend Shannon, and I was just saying, you know, like, I just want to get, like, a van, deck it mm, up, yeah, and just go there, Byron, like, yeah. you know, why not? 100%. Damn. I really want to go to Byron Bay. It's one place I've I heard love about. it. It's amazing. It's beautiful. That's definitely mm. where, like, once I build up my business, like, I want my HQ there. Mm. Yeah. You know, beautiful. like, my HR in mm. Byron. That'd be cool. Life. That'd be beautiful. I reckon. It's the goal. It's mm. the dream. And another question for you. Mm. Someone who wants to sort of activate their spiritual gifts and get more in tune with spirit, mm. what advice would you give them to sort of start off with to move forward in that in that Consistency uh, of spiritual practices. Mm. Like yeah. I think that's the biggest and the greatest advice yeah. is having some sort of rising ritual or resting ritual because every single day you have a rising and you have a resting yeah, so that's true. when the sun comes up and the sun comes down you have one so mm. like i get if people during the day are so busy but you're always in bed at some point mm. whether that be in the morning or in at night time yeah. so you have no excuses mm. to be able to set five minutes aside to be able to be in tune or gather yourself or do like shadow work mm. so and the consistency of that is so so important so even if you say, like, you start off with once every week, like, that's still once every single week mm. that you're making an effort to progressively yeah. transcend into your higher self. Nice. Yeah. What are some of the practices that you do that have really helped you? Um, well, like we were talking about before this, the 12 to shield, that's massive for me. So 12 to shield was one of the first spiritual practices that I started to implement. Breath work is another one. Um, and then when you do a lot of things like panorama and things like that. So being able to activate your third eye while breathing Mm. um, and then meditating during that as well. Um, Another thing would be I'm a a bookworm, Mm. so I study. So things that I find interesting, like expansion, wisdom expansion is Mm. huge. So that's something that I do. I always, at every point every day now, I guess, I'll look at things at Wisdom Expansion and dive really deep in, and that's like a hobby for me. Yeah. Um, So just get more knowledge on... Could you describe the 12 to shield again? Oh, yeah, so 12 to shield. So essentially, um, with 12 to shield, it's a meditation. It only takes five minutes. Mm. Um, I use the Star of David, um, and basically it's a massive visual exercise when Mm. you meditate. So you start off at your root chakra, which is um, huge, where it's where we store a lot of our trauma. Yeah. Um. And so we start off holding our um, Star of David there, and it shoots up through all of our chakras. Mm. So we want to see it at our bottom first. Um. Start seeing it spinning, so our eyes mm. closed, taking nice deep inhales. Um. And e- at each point when it shoots up, we're envisioning it going through each one of our chakras. Mm. So it's really grasping everything that we have maybe misaligned, shooting it way all the way up to the top. We shoot it out to the universe and, you know, um, goes mm. on all different dimensions. We visualize it shooting up out of out of earth, you know. 
um, and then when it comes back down it sits right above our head and um, the Star of David shoots out a really big beaming light which mm. is your 12 to shield and normally it's a platinum white or silver light and mm. we get coated in it. And it surrounds you. And it surrounds us oh, and it coats us so it's a shield to protect us from um, all of the energy so it's really mm. protecting our own energy um, and making us feel really secure, grounded, safe. That's huge for our um, solar plexus. Yeah. So that's us feeling seen, heard, safe and felt. And a lot of the time, that's only you being able to obtain that yourself. So that's huge, starting off our day with that, feeling really protected and grounded. Mm. And that way, when we interact with other people, we don't take on, our, on their energies and they don't yeah. take on ours because we're shielded. Mm, you know, which would be huge, especially in what we're in now where there's a massive big divide mm. and there's a lot of judgment and negative ego that stems around people wanting to be vaccinated and non-vaccinated. Mm. So it's good to be able to have this shield that protects your own energies against people who subscribe to a fear-based paradigm. Mm. Yeah. Wow. You know. Oh, that's powerful. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Love it. Yeah. This tattoo on your ankle, I just noticed this one <laughs> Um, yes, this one what does here. that represent? So this one here is actually more of a family one. Um, mm. That is a Japanese character. So without the dots, yeah. that's a Japanese character for five. I speak Japanese. Oh, so wow. um, Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? <laughs> yeah. I was going to believe that I have a conversation with yeah. you, but <laughs> yeah, no, I speak um, Japanese. I studied it for 11 years and oh, my family damn. is huge on um, wow. Japanese, so um, we've traveled a lot together. So I got five for five people in our family, but mm. then um, when I struggled with my sleep paralysis, it really interlocked with anxiety, obviously, yeah, not yeah. getting much sleep. And um, so mum would always tell me to live by the five by five rule and engage in your five senses. So the five by five rule is if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes thinking about it. Mm. And in that moment, within those five minutes that you're thinking about it, you engage with your five senses. So like, what can you smell? Like this is you grounding yourself. What can I mm. touch? What can I see? Um, and that helps, like it's a really good grounding tool for okay. when you do That's feel really cool. anxious. Yeah. yeah. And then my brothers ended up getting it and then my mum got it. So the dots on the top represent where I am in the family. So mm. I'm fourth born. Mum's got two because she's the second in the family. Dad's the oldest. Then mum. My older brother has three and my younger brother has the five on top of the five. Okay. So you got there's five in your family, five siblings. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that's a big family. Yeah, yeah, so I have mum, dad, an older brother, and a younger brother, and I'm smack bang in the middle. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. Well, what are some of the key elements of, of letting go, and why is it so important? Letting go yeah. is huge, and this is this is such a good question because mm. I had the biggest revelation this week and sometimes I'll just wake up and I'll have like I'll be thinking about something the night before like you said and you wake mm. up and it just kind of comes to you yeah. um but this is huge for me and it is you just cannot have freedom without acceptance and mm. with acceptance comes surrendering so surrendering is letting go mm. so everyone will have a different perception or belief on what freedom is and people will be like oh if i have money i'll be free or mm. if i have this house and i'll be free or financial freedom and there is different elements of freedom but to truly be free you have to be accept like you have to accept what is yeah so um with 
you just can never be free, truly free, without acceptance of what is in that point in time. Mm. You know, so you just want to be accepting of everything, and that is you have to let go because otherwise you don't feel free. And we, mm. as beings, even not on this like dimensional plane that we're on, yeah, as beings as whole, we're supposed to be free. You know, like mm. as a light being, our energetic fields, our energy, our aura, everything, we are supposed to be free. And we cannot be free if we do not have acceptance and not surrender. Yeah. You know? Well, what was the biggest obstacle for you in that experience of surrendering mm. and that resistance? Uh, trauma. Mm. It's huge. Oh, okay. yeah. Huge. Yeah. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that a lot of people don't want to hustle down into mm. because... For you to actually work on your trauma, you have to experience it again. Yeah. And um, it is scientifically known that our bodies do not understand us going through a trauma now mm. than we did like five or six years ago. Well. So like let's say you experience something completely traumatic um, and it really misaligns your um, solar plexus, which is you feeling safe, heard, seen or felt. Mm. It goes into your root chakra, so you'll pivot the time mm. like the very first like chakra at the bottom that aligns all of your other chakras mm. um it stays in there and for you to be able to work on that you have to feel those emotions to be able to let that go True. but yeah. you're you're questioning your feeling seen heard safe and felt because you have to experience that all over again and when we think of those emotions or when we have a cue or a trigger that makes us think of those things, mm. our body actually thinks that we're experiencing the exact same trauma even though it's not happening. True. So like if some, some people can, um, it's like when people have anxiety attacks in a car after being in a car accident. Mm. So they'll see a certain car or they'll be putting a seatbelt on or it will be a cue or a trigger that will set them off mm. and their bodily response will start to react like they're already having that experience again, even yeah. though they're not and that's a huge thing that's mm. a huge thing for everybody is like wow. a lot of people don't want to go they use means of suppression and um escapism mm. to be able to push past or push down yeah, more yeah. into the root that makes sense you know and mm. the more you push it down like the further you have to go in to be able to release it and get True. it back up yeah so that's letting go for everybody yeah. i believe what what techniques did you use to like to go past the trauma Fasting is a huge one, mm. a huge one. And I know that's not um, well known, but for me specifically, fasting was huge. And I went from being, um, it depends on how deep you want to go into it, mm. but we use, like I said at the beginning of this, is I used food as a means of escapism yeah. and food um, as suppression because I was feeling all of these things and for me to be able to not feel these things I would use food so fasting for me was huge because I wasn't allowing myself to consume to be able to suppress or escape mm. um, so I did a juice fast and I went from really heavy meat meals and meat alone is super dense, mm. super, 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 super dense. Um, and like I went from having really hardcore heavy meals to for, I think, I think I did all or just under a week of just fruit and, um, juice and smoothies. Well, so seven days. Fast, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I, fa I would fast um, with, I'd break my fast with a juice during like midday and then halfway through midday and dinner, I would have a smoothie and then from the smoothie I would have fruit and mm. that would be it. 
and but I experienced a lot of like trauma that came up like you get really emotional Mm. and um it's so weird how it works like your body will start to shake like I remember sobbing just Mm. crying for no reason but that was my body's way of like bring like purging they call it purging yeah so you purge all of these emotions that are held down Mm. um during your fast but you feel so good afterwards like you have to purge all of these things otherwise you can never Mm. really let go that's true you know yeah yeah, yeah. how did you find your meditations and your practices during that week oh so incredible incredible Mm. it's you that's almost like the zero point i've Mm. i have gotten to the zero point i think three times now and people can experience that zero point consistently Mm. um but it's a lot of effort to be able to constantly be in that state but at, um, and everyone thinks that the zero point is your Christ being. So that's like, you know, you're looking at people like Buddha and, you know, uh, people yeah. who illuminate that energy all the mm. time. Like you're so attractive through your energy. Like your energy is just delicious at that point. Like um, delicious. Yeah, yeah, delicious. It's just great. <laughs> but during meditations and everything, it was pure so pure it's just purity mm. and freedom your vessel's like so clean I so yeah. clean so mm. clean you have no heaviness it's a it's such a raw experience mm. i think everybody should take time to be able to appreciate that at some point in their life yeah. but again a lot of people will get to a point where they're hungry and they think that they're hungry but they actually just want to suppress or escape a feeling that they're purging mm. so fasting is a huge one that was 100%. a huge practice for me yeah seven mm. days is a is a it was huge. I had like my body was shaking. I was like crying. And during those times, like Zach would push me to do um, breath work. And Mm. I'd be like crying, like doing my breath work and like movements like breath of fire and things like that. And I would just cry. My body would shake. And then in five minutes, I'd be fine. I think I've heard of this Zach guy. Is he 19? Yeah. Okay, I think I've heard of him. Really? Yeah, I've never, never met him, but what I've heard of, about him is the energy is amazing. Yeah, yeah he's super, um, super wise for his age. He's yeah, that's um, yeah, my ex-boyfriend. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, small world. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. He's mm. he yeah, he's pretty in tune. Mm. He's very in tune, actually. He was a massive part of my spiritual awakening mm. as well. So yeah, he's quite incredible. Very profound for his age. Mm. Extremely so. But he's a little yeah. bookworm as well, so yeah, he just he? dives really, really, really deep. Mm. It's cool the people you meet along this journey, hey? Yeah. yeah. Powerful. It's amazing. You can go in and out of alignment with people. Mm. So where can people find you? Are you on social media and things yeah, like that? Social yeah, social media, Spotify. Spotify, yeah. 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 Mm. So I've got um, Own Your Health, which is a podcast as well. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah so um, I've got that, Instagram. Just emilyclassen.fit at the moment, yes. but it will be changing soon, which is oh, exciting. exciting. I can't yeah. say mm. I can't say to what, but it'll be changing, which is very exciting. Um, and yeah, you can see me everywhere. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm just yeah. happy to be I'm here. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Always happy to be in your presence. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> You're mm. the best. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was yeah, a really that was amazing. Beautiful conversation. Oh,